This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. Gospel of Luke, chapter 21. Now we need to notice, as Jesus begins, that he seems to be, well, rather purposely vague in this passage. Certainly, he could have been more specific, yet he purposely again chose not to. Now, the reasons for this can only be that he wanted us to know just the things he was going to tell us and nothing more. Now, that has great impact, that statement. The day and the hour, as well as other specifics concerning the end, are obviously and purposely withheld here. Indeed, some critical info is given with detail. So what we need to do, instead of pouring over the issue uh, that is before us with a microscope in, in an attempt to find some secret info or hidden clue, wouldn't it be better to understand what it is that is overtly on our plate? Jesus first warns that there will be those who will come pretending to be the Christ. Today we know the fuller truth of this prophecy by simply reading the newspapers and watching the news. For many have come and they've gone uh, also while claiming to be Christ. And so as the prophet uh, declares, many have been deceived because of them. Deception has always been one of the enemy's greatest tools. When we compromise the word, when we, when we move away from the absolute, when we rebel against God's authority in any way, we actually place ourselves in that danger zone of deception. It's like painting a target on our chest. Verse 9 says, When you hear of wars and disturbances, don't be terrified, for these things must happen first, but the end won't come immediately. Now, ignoring the entirety of this verse, many folks have become rather panicked at the seeming unraveling of the world around us. Wars in every corner of the globe, murder, mayhem, and chaos everywhere we go. Yet these events, they tend to panic us indeed, but they panic us in, in an unwholesome fear and in an alarmist attitude. And that's been going on for generations. But wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines and troubles in general, we also know that that's been a part of life on this planet from the fall in the garden. Many before us have packed their bags and moved to some island or some remote world corner or some other place that they believe to be a safe location. Yet the irony of such action is that such a move just proves our lack of knowledge and our lack of understanding of the last day's events. For where can one hide from the wrath of God as detailed in the book of Revelation? Indeed, the world will come apart at the seams. And it seems like it's doing so right before our very eyes today. But the end is not yet. For let us not pass by the next sentence. Quote, do not be terrified, end quote. Verse 10 says, Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and famines. 
and plagues in various places. There will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Scripture gives us a rather clear picture that such things are going to accelerate in their occurrence as the end draws near. So you see, it's not really the events themselves that are the signs of the end, but rather the frequency of those events that give us the warning. Elsewhere in the Gospels, we are told that, quote, these are the beginnings of the sorrows, end quote. Now, the original language therein says birth pangs. You know, those uh, pains that come while in pregnancy. It is well understood that such pains come in increasing frequency until the baby is born. And this will be the case as we march forward to our due date. Everything that we read in the newspapers today can cause our hearts to race. Such events are not going to get better, but as we continue towards D-Day, the frequency of them will and is increasingly uh, becoming more common, increasing exponentially, really. Verse 12, But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before the kings and governors for my name's sake. Now, perhaps this verse is hard for us to fathom in our rather pseudo-Christian nation of America. But then, who could have imagined the horror of 9-11 just a few years ago? Certainly, there are plenty of believers in other countries who know the reality of this verse, and they know it clearly and firsthand. It's not such a strange occurrence in the halls of history, but as we near the end, the faithful will be increasingly coming under the attack of those around us. The powers of be will be ruled by the enemies of the faith, and their intolerance is going to grow, and their frustrations will manifest themselves physically against us. Verse 13, it will turn out as a testimony for you. Whether we appreciate it or not, suffering can be an opportunity to advance the kingdom of God. And that's why those who you know, endure suffering and persecution, we are blessed in Matthew 5, 10 through 12. Verse 14 says, Settle it therefore in your hearts not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to withstand or to conflict. Anyone who has found themselves witnessing in a spirit-ordained situation knows the truth that is found in this passage. I mean, Jesus isn't saying herein not to study or not to learn scriptures or to know well how to share your faith. That's not what he's saying. But what he is saying is when the rubber meets the road, it's a Holy Spirit move. God gives you the right things to say and when, when to say it if you allow him to lead you. Therefore, we can expect nothing less when our backs are truly against the wall. If we decide to allow God to speak through us in such situations by word and by strength, we are going to turn the tables on those who attempt to crush our faith. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as we stand in that fiery furnace, we will testify with the same conviction. Daniel 3 speaks of this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, Nebuchadnezzar, 
We have no need to answer you in this matter. If it happens, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand. O king, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods. We will not worship the golden image which you have set up. That, gang, is what it means to be all in. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. 